world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. That's, that's not it, Brian. We'll get the whole thing to be able to play at the top there, man. Hey, morning, folks. Morning. I got Spencer. I sent something to Spencer real quickly and wanted him to play this coming right out of the chute. Uh, oh, I should have written that down. Uh, you know what it is? <clears throat> New Year's revolutions. Not 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 resolutions. <laughs> no, no. New, New Year's rev, uh, revolutions. I wanted the lyrics up there, John uh, Spence. I want the lyrics on the screen. That's why since it's one that I did, I don't know if it is. New Year's revolution, not resolutions. <laughs> resolutions don't work very good. That's what we're going to talk about here today, all right? Uh, let this get inside of it. Let this get deep inside of you. Go ahead. Settle up your horses.
going somewhere in 2024. This is the great adventure. I'm, I was thinking about it. Uh, 71 years old. I was uh, had that great weekend with down in uh, uh, North Carolina with Brian Cranford and the group down there. And I and I asked around the room, "How old are you guys?" Well, I didn't really ask it that way. I said, "I'm 71. How many of you in here are older than me?" And there weren't many. There weren't many. There were a couple, huh? Just a couple. And I, I began to look around, understand a little bit what Brian was trying to do. A wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And if you're not handing off your faith, if you're just going to, if I'm just going to wither away at 71, 72, end up in some nursing home and people come and put a bedpan under me, I don't want to go out like that. Anybody want to go out like that? I don't want to. So the older I get, the more aggressive I should become because the length of my life is shorter. I have less opportunity to make a difference and to think that Jesus Christ has allowed me to be here now. Now. I want to go out my guns blazing, not laying in a nursing home, not taking some COVID shot. Folks, that's that's what's out there before us. What a time to be allowed. I'm going to coach you today, okay? I'm going to coach you today. Sometimes I, sometimes I, apologize because it's a monologue. It's going to be a lot of monologue here today, okay? I got some I got some things here at the first of the year that the Holy Spirit has laid on me that I'm going to coach you over. Like it or lump it, as they say. I don't care whether you like it. I don't care or not. Because look, I'm going to find out. The Lord's going to find out who on this team is really all in and who's going to play. Some of you just hanging on. Some of you just selling the popcorn to the crowd. That's what some of you are doing. And some of you are all in kicking butt trying to win. And our Holy Spirit, our commander-in-chief, is in ch- telling us it's time to saddle up. It's time to get in shape spiritually, physically. It's time to get in shape. Now, I'm not going to talk today about uh, transforming your temple. I have all the emails. If you want to transform your temple physically to begin with, then send me an email because I'm going to I'm going to work with that list beginning today. It's a new year about you know taking get taking care of our bodies, but I'm not going to focus on that every day when you come in here. That's a I'm getting some emails ready, some things to send out, a plan I'll have to most of you later on today. Today is the day that we begin that. All right, but I, I gotta I gotta coach some of you up um, spiritually. Is it okay? Spiritually. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna start right here to talk because this is what the Lord has given me. Okay, number one, are you living with a focus? What's the focus of your life? When you get up in the morning and you start your day, as you map out your day, are you you living a life simply of pleasure, comfort, and avoiding any type of conflict that you can, just trying to make it into bed at nine o'clock so you can get up the next day and just just paddle your way through it again. Is that where, is that where you're living? Because it's a great adventure. And we're going to stand before the Lord someday and we're going to realize the time in which we lived and the what we could have done and we didn't because I'd rather have been golfing or sitting on my couch or going fishing or hunting. you don't have to say amen. I'm just gonna I'm just telling you the truth here, okay? I'm looking at what I did. What's the focus of your life? Number two, what's your scoreboard? How do you know if you were to stand before your head coach today and he would say, uh, and he'd say, well, Coach uh, Dave, hey, Gene Schroeder, hey, Joanne, excuse me, uh, give me an account of what you did for the kingdom here in the last month. What, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Uh, I went to church. Uh, I prayed with my family. What, what are you going to say? And, the, the, and those great saints, that, that great cloud of witnesses that are sitting there looking at us, they're going to say, dude, you were right down there. You mean you were there at the apex, at the climax of everything that's going on, and all you did was sit in your house and eat apples? That's all you did? Got in your prayer closet and prayed? That's it? You're going to look around, you're going to see the, the Hebrews 11 Faith Hall of Fame and all those people who lost their heads, lost everything for the cause of Christ. And it's going to be the most, most ashamed moment of your life. When you look, 
when it's reviewed to you, thank God there'll be mercy and there'll be grace and there'll be forgiveness. But when your when your uh, lifelong uh, CD is played, you're gonna be ashamed. You're gonna be ashamed. Calling yourself a Christian, strong, powerful Christian, and yet all this stuff's going on, and you didn't, you wouldn't even speak to your fellow Sunday school people about it. Cower in a corner, selfishly be a Christian. Christianity is a life of sacrifice. Okay, so what? Number one, do you live with a focus? Watch your scoreboard. And can I tell you something else? You're most effective for the Lord when you're walking with a limp. Are you guys out there walking with a limp? I was talking to Martin today, but well, Martin and I have been having a back and forth. Are you walking with a limp? See, what are you talking about? What is a limp? It's evidence of a wound. Same thing as a scar. You got any scars? Look back over your life. Are you, huh? Are you, huh? Are you scarred? You know what it is? Most of you are scarred. Instead of using the scar as a platform to talk about the goodness of God and the redemptive power of Christ, you you use that limp to keep you on the bench. You hide those scars. Oh, I, I once was blind. Now I see. You ain't going to believe this. I used to be the world's greatest drunk. Hey, didn't, didn't you get uh, arrested for embezzling money when you're... People love to throw that stuff in your face. See, they love to, and we allow that to become a limp. We allow that to become a burden, rather than standing up and say, "Yes, sir, I did get arrested for that. Yes, I did." But let me tell you what happened to me, baby. Let me tell you what happened to me after I got arrested. Because you have to ask your fellow Christian, do you believe in redemption or not? Huh? Do you believe uh, you believe in redemption? Oh, you mean because I got arrested and I had to spend sixty days in jail? I'm no longer I'm no longer good enough to be part of the kingdom. Is that what you're telling me, brother? Let me tell you something. When I was in that jail for sixty days, I found Christ. And let me tell you about the redemptive power of Jesus. And that's why I have this limp. That's why everywhere I go, people want to continue to remind me of my past and what I did. And I quit denying my limp. Yeah, I got a limp. Boom. Got one. Here's what happened to me. But praise God, I'm back in the game. Somebody give me an amen out there. Amen. That's the attitude that we have to have about it. But we can't because why? We're too full of pride. Oh, Keith said it's a ball and chain. That's right. You can make your past a ball and chain, or you can make it a jumping off point. You can use it as they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and loved not their own lives even to the point of death. Oh, yeah. I to say, oh, yeah, I used to be hooked on porn. Can you believe that? I used to be hooked on porn. In fact, you won't believe this. Huh? Oh, I spent some time in jail. Why? Well, I was looking at some child pornography. Oh, but Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus washed me clean. Huh? Because they all know you got a limp. They all see the limp. You can hide it, act like it's not there, put makeup on it, powdered up, powdered over. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, so, oh, yeah, that did happen. Oh, yeah, I was a butthole. Oh, yeah, but oh, Jesus. Oh, what he did for me. Anybody with me? Anybody with me out there? Because this is the year, folks. This is the year that we're going to have to turn setbacks into comebacks. So we're not, we're going to have to do it. And if you've been redeemed by the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, dude, you got to rise up. You got to rise up. You got to saddle up your Course, because you are running into every day people who are doing what you went to jail for. They're doing it right now. And because we don't understand redemption, I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I've found. They overcame him by the word of their testimony. I used to be a drunkard, but no more, baby. No more. You have to make a decision if you're going to continue to let your limp keep you out of the game. Amen. I'm feeling this. We'll make some of you mad. It's all right. I'll make some of you mad. I'm looking at my notes. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what I'm going to introduce to you today. Uh, Okay. I heard, I heard that Holy Spirit. 
Some of you have no spiritual discipline at all. You don't have to say amen. Have no spiritual discipline at all. And some Working people on it, coach. I'm, I'm going to like. I didn't hear what you said, but I, I I think it was good. And I don't care if it's good or working, not. Working working on it. Okay, I I'm working on it. Work, that's why. We, well, that's why we're here. We're all working on it. We're all supposed to be working on it anyway, huh? So what I have for you today, pulled up for me this, Spencer. It's uh, uh, where is it? The Bible reading schedule. How many of you, if you were to, you'd lie, you'd lie to me, you'd lie to me, huh? You'd lie to me. Said, so how many of you read your Bible every day? Well, let me ask you, let me ask you a better question. How many of you read your Bible with a purpose and a focus every day? Randy's Randy's a uh, concrete guy. He's a concrete guy. So if Randy wanted to be better at concrete, he probably ought to be reading information that's going to be applicable to him and his business and all that stuff, right? But if he just decides to pick up the Bible, says, oh, I think I'll read, I think I'll read a couple of Proverbs today. Oh, I think I'll read a little bit of Daniel. And he's just booming around, jumping around, has no focus at all, no spiritual discipline at all, no time at all when he says, listen, don't call me between 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock because my wife and I are doing Bible study. How many of you have that kind of discipline in your life? And let me ask you, why not? Why not? Well, that's what I want to try to help you with today. Put this in the chat. I don't know if you can. I was with Flip again this weekend. This is a a Bible reading con, uh, schedule, it's paper, that will take you through the Bible, read the entire Bible in one year. Bible reading con. Now, pull, go to January 1. Let me show you how it works. Make, make that large if you can, Spence. I don't know, I don't know if you can. Now, January 1st. What do you do on January 1st? Well, it's behind. So I, mean, I just told Michelle, I apologized to Michelle before I came down here because I don't spend that time with her. I don't spend that time with her. And we're gonna, I'm starting it today. I'm starting it today. So January, on January 1st, here's how the Bible reading schedule works. On January 1st, you would have read Genesis 1 and 2 and Matthew 1. Those are Old Testament and New Testament. Today, which is January 2nd, you would read Genesis 3 through 5 and Matthew 2. And you continue that pattern throughout the entire year. And at the end of the year, you will have read through the entire Bible, Old and New Testament. Can you discipline yourself to do that? Can you? Now saddle up your horses, baby. Saddle up your horses. There's a trail to blaze. There's a war coming in America like we have never seen. It's going to be spiritual. If you think that you're going to just be able to nibble uh, nibble 12 verses, just nibble 12 verses, or just, I'll just watch Coach Dave. That'll be my Bible for the day. Well, good luck. Good luck on that one. So, Spencer, I don't know how you can put that in the chat. I don't have these things to send to each and every one of you. But if we put it in the chat, are we able to do The link is in the chat, folks. You may have to go to a computer. You don't have to download it, but you can go to a download. You can have it printed. This is like a, uh, it's a, how many folds is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, trifle, whatever. And it's all Bible readings, all of it. Every day, a schedule for you to read the Bible. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. You ready for this one? Some of you ain't getting along with your spouse. Why don't you go to your spouse and say, I love you, my spouse. Would you join me every night at whatever time it is? And let's read this Bible together. You don't have to do that because you know what? You could be so prideful that you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna walk with a limp. Instead of complaining about your relationship, wherever two or more are gathered, he's in the midst of you. <clears throat> Michelle, I apologize that I haven't done that with you. We're gonna we'll start it tonight. Today's a good time to start it. Flip handed these out. Flip used to start flip's not ahead of Operation Save America. But they do it every year. Flip Benham puts this together. Every um, In a year, you will have read through the entire Bible. Okay? I see some hands up. I don't know whether they're questions or what. I don't. I, I just want to hear from the Holy Spirit right now, okay? If, it, if it's a question, if it's really a question regarding this, uh, leave, your, leave your hand up. And I, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. I won't get to it. 
look, you have no excuses, okay, folks? You have no excuse. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mel. If you have something permanent, go ahead. I'm going to um, add it to the train your temple um, action, and then I'll, I'll put a click and print so people can print it right from there. Thank you, Mel. God bless you. That's what we need. Julie, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say um, maybe like each day, just like maybe for five or ten minutes, like talk about what we read. That way we kind of hold each other accountable. Oh, you could get a partner. You get. A, how about doing it with your husband? <laughs> wow, that'd be different, wouldn't it? And it, so anyway, well, Mel will get this set up for us. And I want to encourage, if, if you're in for the long haul, things are going to get tougher here, folks. Things, I'm, things are going to get tougher. No more spiritual welfare here, right? No more spiritual welfare. You've lived off of it. Quit, quit feeding off me, is what Clint East, or, uh, Paul Newman said in Cool Hand Luke. Stop feeding off me. Some of you need to grow up. Huh? Some of you need to grow up and cook your own daggone meals. You're welcome to come here. We love you coming here. Grow up. Man up. Quit being fed applesauce by Coach Dave Live. Eat your own meat. Next one. Jeff, you got something to add, Jeff? Pastor Flip always used to say when he handed them out many years ago, if every you got a thousand people or even twenty in your of your friends, you're all on the same page. You can call some. Right. What about we all come in here every day and we've read the same scripture yesterday? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Gives you focus. Gives us focus. Hang on, I'm still going on. Still going on here. Now make I'm looking at my notes. Uh, do that. Okay. Okay. Now this is going to really tick some of you off. Because I, I I've had enough. I've had enough money. I've had enough. Money, money. Some of you guys so worship money out there. You worship money. I get some of the greatest criticism. Of, What's he doing with all that money? What's he doing with all that money? What, right? Well, what, what are you worried about? What, what are you worried about? You come in here every day and freeload. You come in here and watch it and freeload and don't do don't do a daggone thing about it and think think you have the right to criticize what it is we do with our money here. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I take a salary of $36,000 a year. I have since the day I started, $3,000 a month. And sometimes we don't even take that. And some of you out there are jealous because, wow, look, he's got that property. Some of you can't even see the freaking blessing of the Lord. You're too damn jealous. Just telling you the truth. Just telling you the truth. Covetousness. Well, I'm not going to give it to him. Who knows what he spends it on? You'd be shocked what we spend it on. And it isn't what you think. And it certainly isn't on us. But it ain't none of your business. Don't, hey, you, you turn on whatever, whoever your favorite TV guy is, or you turn on the football game. The football game is free, but it ain't free. Somebody's paying for it. It's free to you. I had people complain, say, Coach, you want people to take that and you want them to take that that new me? Huh? Are you are you making money off of that? I can't I can't believe the mentality of people. Huh? Oh, you want people to uh you want them to get on that diet and you want them to take some? Are you kidding me? You you gonna want them to buy that stuff? Yeah. When, hey, let me ask you something. When's the last time you had a commercial on this show? 2000? 55 shows and not one commercial ever. Because why? We're providing a service and we're expecting you to help us with this service. Can I look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here for a minute. Okay. I got a bill from Jared yesterday. God bless Jared. I don't care. Jared, my credit card's been compromised again. Okay. So that's what's going on with that. That's why I haven't paid that bill yet. I'll get it figured here. I want all of you to see it. Where is it? Where is that bill? Where is that bill? Uh, where's that uh, $867 bill I have for last month for doing the show that you're a piker and free on? I'm making you mad? Just telling you the truth. You don't go to McDonald's and ask them to give you free hamburgers. Come in here every morning. 
I'm, am I making you mad? I hope I am. I can't find it. I'm trying to show you that bill. Trust me. Trust me. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So here's what I'm going to ask all of you to do today. Hey, Betty. I'm looking over here somewhere. Am I worth 25 cents a day? Yeah. <laughs> is this show worth, is it worth a freaking quarter to you? A quarter? 25 cents. It's worth more than that. Well, I, I, I know it is. You know it is. I know it is. But see, people won't give $10 a month. $10 a month. People won't give it. $10. 25 cents a day. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can. That's what I'd like all of you to do. And we'll see it. I'll see it today because I see who gives. I'd like people to start giving 10. If you're in this show every day, thousands of you, thousands of you. You say, well, coach, what are you going to do with all that money? Well, if you don't trust me with money, why do you trust me with spiritual things? What? Boom. You, you trust me to come in here every day and give you good direction and good guidance on your life, and you won't give a quarter? Some of you watching right now have never given a cent. And I'm not asking you to give a thousand. I'm not asking you to give a million. I'm asking you to give me 25 cents a day, $10 a month. You know why some of you are struggling financially? Because you're eating the seed. You're eating. There's a law of sowing and reaping. It's a law, baby. And if you don't give, you don't receive. That's the law. Mm. And I'm not asking you to sacrifice. I, I, I don't ask you to tithe 10% of your income. You guys have never, ever heard me ever say, I'm coaching you today, okay? I'm covering some issues as we go into this new year. I'm trying to make you a better you. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to make you do. So, see, some of you are in here every day. Can I? I'll be honest with you. You have no ownership in this. You have no. You are. You are on spiritual welfare, and perfectly content to do it. So, at the end of the program today, I expect to see a lot of people have given us ten dollars today. You say, "Well, golly, coach, if that's if a thousand people gave ten dollars, that's ten thousand dollars." Well, good for you. You can do math. Well, what are you going to do with it? Well, if you don't think I'm going to be honorable in what I do with it, then quit watching. You think I'm going to rip you off financially? It's a mindset, friends. It's a mindset. Or you can mail your $10 of... Look, I'm not asking anybody. I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. So, oh, I'm, feel, I'm going to write Coach Dave a $500 check. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, dudes, 25 cents a day? Can you help me out 25 cents a day? <laughs> what? You mean you can watch this whole show for a quarter? Yeah, a quarter. So you can send uh, your 10 bucks to Box 744 Hebron, Ohio. It's right there. Or you can do it right online. $10 a month. What? $10 a month? Say, oh, coach, money's so tight. Well, money's so tight because you ain't given. <sighs> Making you oh. mad yet? I'm about done. Making you mad yet? $10 a month. The law of sowing and reaping. Investment in the kingdom. You know what I think's going to happen? Some of you are jealous out there. Oh, I could, oh, I could start naming some names. I get your emails, right? Because I got this great multi-million dollar property over here, right? And you're jealous. You're jealous because the blessing of God isn't on your life, at least financially. It's because you don't give. But you know what I think? Somebody somebody proved me I'm wrong. I see, I see hundreds of people coming over here being touched by the kingdom of God. Some may have to live here. Some may fish out of that pond we're building. Amen. I'm not done. I'm almost done. Almost done. Where is it? Let, go, let me see. Oh, this feels good to get this out of me. It feels so good. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, there's one more thing I wanted to bring. Okay, here's what I want to do. Sign up for the newsletter. 
sign up for the newsletter. I'm, I'm, our newsletter goes out today. Sign up for it. Pull up something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read something to you today. Uh, pull up uh, number two. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. <clears throat> and I'm going to read this. Say, Coach, I don't like it when you talk about money. I know. Too damn stingy. Man, oh, man. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about so great a cloud of witness. Do you believe that? you believe that? Are we encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses? Well, who are they? Well, we just read about them in Hebrews 11, the Faith Hall of Fame. Remember I was talking last week about the, uh, <clears throat> about the aquarium? People outside the aquarium looking in and seeing the fish. We're the fish. We're, they're watching everything they're doing. Because we're encompassed about, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There's a race set before us. We have to patiently run it, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Before the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus endured persecution. He endured the cross. He despised the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God right now. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Right? He's trying to save people and they're rejecting him and fighting against him. So consider what he went through, lest you be weary and faint in your own minds. Uh, but you think what you're doing is invaluable. Because, baby doll, you have not yet resisted under blood. <laughs> uh, it ain't cost you your life yet, striving against sin. And you've forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not you the chastening of our Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Did it ever dawn on you that some of your problems that you're dealing with is the Lord? Did it ever dawn on you? Him tightening the grips on you? It ain't always the devil, boys and girls. It ain't always the devil. For whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he received. You've been received out there, Jeff Klein, Sam Hyde. You've been received. Well, he's going to scourge you. <laughs> he's going to scourge you then if you have. And if you endure that chastening, God deals with you as with his sons. For what son is he whom the father doesn't discipline? Oh, boy. But if you be without discipline, Wherefore, all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. If you, can, if you cannot take a little bit of direction and correction and disciplining, then hey, <laughs> you're just a bastard. That's what he said, not me. You're not sons. If you faint when things get tough, furthermore, we have fathers of the flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he for our own prop, he did it for our benefit. And we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening feels good. <laughs> Present seem to be joyous, but it hurts. Nevertheless, Chastening afterward yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. When you submit to the discipline of the Lord, brings a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Wow. Mm. Wherefore, lift up hands which hang down, feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. By the way, we've been impugned holy righteousness, right? Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness, huh? Any what? Root of bitterness 
spring up and trouble you. Oh yeah, what's he doing with all that money? How come he likes Randy? How come he never ever pays any attention to me? How come and that brings up a spirit of bitterness and thereby many are defiled i'm just reading you the word i'm doing a little bit of editorial in there but i'm just reading you the word lest there be any fornication i'm sorry lest there be any fornicator or profane person as esau for who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. What are you selling out for? Well, you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, when it was all his, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Because boys and girls, you have not come into a mountain that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. That's not the fire that you come to, boys and girls. And the sound of the trumpet and the voice of the words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. They didn't want to hear it anymore. How many people are you running around with? I don't want to hear it. How many of your family? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. Maybe they're looking at you and your own lifestyle. Maybe they won't pay. Maybe your children won't pay attention to you because they look at the relationship you have with your spouse. Calling yourself a Christian and acting like that. In front of them, they see it. And the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But you've come to a different mountain, boys and girls. You've come into the Mount Zion, into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels. That's the kingdom we're in. We're not in that other worldly kingdom. We're in the one in an innumerable company of angels. And to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. To the general assembly and church, I'm sorry, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new deal. And to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better than the blood of Abel. See that you repeat. Amen. For if they, if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Some of you folks, all of us, are taking advice from the ungodly. Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, I'm going to shake it again, baby. I'm going to shake it again. But also I'm going to shake heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken. As of the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken shall remain. Huh? You be shaken? I'm all in. I ain't going to be shaken. Wherefore, we we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. We don't even believe it. If we believed it, we would act like it. 
Here's what I want to do, but I'm not going to do. I'm going to take time. I'm going to open it up. I want you to read this in the message. Read this in the message. You say, well, Coach, the message, that's not the Bible. I, didn't have, I never said it was the Bible. Never said it was the Bible. It'll open your eyes to understand some of these words you don't understand. Don't even know what that means. See, fo- hey, folks, I don't know if you know this or not. They've been, we've been taught since we were little, little Christians to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Why the heck would you pray that his kingdom come on earth and not do everything you can do to advance that kingdom that he's trying to bring on earth? Amen. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. And you look around everywhere you look and you see miserable people because why? They're not in the kingdom of God. They don't even understand it. They don't get it. You got people coming here every day, every day, and never give 10 bucks. They're in a different kingdom. They're in a different kingdom. I'm going to give up my coffee this week. I'm going to give up my coffee this week. We'll send 10 bucks today like it's some sacrifice. I'm coaching you. You can get mad. You can go someplace else. I don't care. I'm coaching you. Get in the word. Get rid of your stinking thinking. Get rid of your selfishness. And put lay down your life. Greater love has no man this, than this. Then he would lay down his life and his things, his stuff, for the kingdom of God. And modern American Christianity has told us that if you're getting blessed by God, you're getting more stuff. And it's a direct opposite message of what the kingdom principle teaches. There's a law of sowing and reaping, of planting and harvest. It's a law. Immutable law. And some of you are struggling in many areas of your life because you ain't given. And I'm not talking financial. You're not given love. You're not given forgiveness. You're not given grace. You ain't given nothing. You're holding grudges. You're holding grudges and clinging to your money. I'm talking to me, all right? Talking to me. We're coming into what I think is going to be the most unbelievable year in the history of any any of us have ever been alive. And uh, I'm going to tell you this. Some of you ain't going to make it. You're too solid. Amen. And I'm trying to toughen you up. I'm trying to toughen you up. So the show's going to be over here in, in, in 17 minutes. And you can type your body, get in the chat or whatever. Say, boy, coach, he was fired up today, boy. So, but see, if the coach's fired up today and it hasn't brought up any change in you, it was wasted time. Wasted time, wasted effort. Are you in the Bible every day? Are you and your spouse in the Bible every day? So, oh, well, I can't read that. My spouse will never, he'll never read that with me, really. You go to him with a contrite heart and, and a renewed spirit. Say, please, we, we need the Lord in our house during these days. We need it. But see, you won't do that because you're holding a grudge. Well, I'll read it if he gives in. Well, why don't you humble yourself? And go to him and say, I submit to you. I'm sorry. Whatever. If, if look, The family is the picture of God's family. <clears throat> So Mel's going to set this up, this Bible reading schedule, so that you can print it off. And I'm going to start holding accountable to say, did you read it today? Did you read it today? Did you read it today? What, what do most of you do at noon? Does anybody here? Anybody know what goes on in most of the world at noon? Anybody know? Lunch. Right. Lunch. People eat. When do you schedule your eating? When do you schedule your eating? And by the way, when does your family eat? That's what I love about Dale Sosha. I don't even know if Pastor Dale's in here. I was blessed to see him again, his family sitting around eating together. The word of God. 
They're eating it together. And I know Dale's family. And I know that there's, we all have trauma within our family. But I'm going to tell you something. There ain't much trauma in that social family. They're all eating the same stuff. <clears throat> all right, I'm going to shut up. No, I'm not going to shut up. I'm, I delivered my soul to you today. Delivered my soul. 2024 is going to be like a year we have never heard, never seen, never been through, never been through, right? <clears throat> I, I, I heard that, Holy Spirit. We help people you don't know we help, folks. You're 10 bucks a month. What? 25 cents a show enables to help people that you don't know of. And I don't talk about it because I don't want to embarrass them that they have a need. I don't want to embarrass them. Hmm? <clears throat> you say, well, coach, who's watching you? Well, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's watching you. I got to, I'm got. i going to have to stand before the Lord and give an account for whether I was a shyster or not. Come on in, Rich. Yeah, good morning, coach. Hey, I just want to encourage everybody to grab that, that uh, read through the Bible plant um he's that he's got laid out there i got that sent to me i'm on their email list and i've started that this year last year i i did i did do a bible reading from somebody else and i enjoyed it so much i read passages i'd never read before i had never read through the bible completely and i was going to do that and it encouraged me so much so this year the lord put it on my heart to do it again and to start a prayer journal to keep track. Wow. When you are reading, you will hear the Lord speak to you. And if you don't write that stuff down, it you're going to forget it. And you'll be able to get to follow how the Lord is guiding you as you're reading through the Bible. You're going to say, I'm not getting anything out of this. Well, go back in your notebook and you might see where he he was talking to you and you just too hard headed to hear it. That's the outcome of me, you know. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty hard headed at times. There's so, my Bible. I, I'm no flip in them, but yeah. I underline. I underline in my Bible. That's right. When I read it, I underline. And then sometimes when I'm looking for a word of the Lord, I flip open my Bible, and one of these verses jumps out at me. Amen. Yeah. Write that if stuff you don't down, yourself, folks. If you don't discipline yourself, you're not going to have that. I want to end with the, with Malachi four one. Um, we all look. We all we all look forward to the day the Lord's going to come, but there are a lot of passages that warns us about that. And Malachi four one says, "For behold, the day cometh that, that that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that who do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and that is that it shall leave them neither the root nor the branch. He'll burn it that thoroughly. He's going to." He'll clean up the wicked. It'll Amen. be a great day for some, and it'll be a terrible day for others. It will be. It'll be. Amen. It's called the great, the great and terrible day of the Lord, isn't it? The great and terrible day of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just the mercy of God. Just the mercy of God fall upon us, man. Mercy of God. Look, I'm going to say this again. I don't want. You can if you want to, but I'm not asking people all of a sudden send me a thousand dollars because they feel guilty. I want to. I just want a commitment from you. I just want 25 cents a day. No, you're on the team. That's, that's all I want. That's all I want. What if at the end of the day, I had 500 people give 10 bucks? Say, well, God, that's 5,000 bucks. What are you going to do with it? I spend it. What do you do with your money? Huh? Long things got a hold of your heart. That's what I think. Brian, come on in, Brian. Yeah, Coach, uh, you know, uh, talking about this money, money's a, uh, a big topic to a lot of people. Uh, because they're stingy people, I'll tell you, for you guys that are watching right now, I don't know how many's even watching, but I'll say when we had that conference this weekend, we had a lot of young people that were uh, that were in need to hear the coach give them a message uh, from the word of the Lord. And uh, I'll tell you what, when coach came in, he came up to me and he said, um, Who, who's covering all this? 
I said, well, me and my wife is. We're, we're just trying to do the best we can. He said, how are you going to pay for it? And I said, you know what? We're just doing the best we can, Coach. That's all I know. We just want to make sure the gospel gets into these people's hands. And, uh, you know, Coach sits down, and he writes his check out. Uh, I see another lady on here, Betty Perkins. She, she, she wrote, you know, just, just handed over the cash. And I was sitting here thinking at the end of the day, Lord, this is so awesome because I had no clue how I was going to, uh, you know, provide all these meals for, for 50 plus people for three days straight, you know, uh, three meals a day. I had no clue how I was going to do it, but God used the faithful because they knew you guys knew exactly what it takes to get the gospel into the hands of these young people. Amen. And so, uh, guys, I'm just telling you, you, you know, uh, me, I know I'm going to start, uh, you know, uh, sowing into this ministry. And I would challenge you and encourage you to do the same thing because you will never know how many lives you're impacting when coach himself takes your donations and goes into all these conferences and he's speaking because you helped him get there, guys. You'll never know how many young people this weekend were impacted by the coach's words. And it was your donations that helped him get there. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Brian. God, God bless you. Uh, by the way, somebody said 50 cents a day is $10. Okay, well, sorry. I'll double it. I'll double it. Folks, look, look. I don't need your money. I don't need your money. But some people do. <laughs> some people do. And there's nothing worse than somebody I see in need and say, golly, we have enough to feed. Got enough this month to be able to do it. Look, I, we hate talking about money. I don't want to talk about money. Yep, we all cling to it, don't we? We all love it. That's why we don't want to talk about it. Jeff Klein. Coach, we all need leaders and money. You know, and look, thanks to Brian for doing that like he's done. I mean, different people step up, just little groups here and there, reach these young people. You know, two of the guys I want to thank would be Pastor Flip Benham and Pastor Bill. Yep. Because them two, we did that Bible study of Flips two or three times, I think, me and Mary Jane, my wife. And now since that, we started on that one for the first couple, two or three years. And now I think, and I don't say this to be braggadocious, but I think we're on our ninth year of reading every night. Somewhere around 9 o'clock, 9.30, we just shut the stupid TV off. So, okay, it's time to read. And we do. And if I'm in a hotel room somewhere for the weekend, we're off doing something, we call our car say, hey, what are we reading tonight? And we'll do it over the phone. You know what I mean? But it's, and I still, there's so much I don't know. But just got to keep reading and keep learning. Like I said, stuff pops Amen. up. Here. Amen. It's a keep bread of life. It's a bread of life. Hang on here, folks. I just got a text from uh, Dr. Paul Goslin, our dear brother. He says, hey, coach, my significant other is in respiratory distress and being transferred to a major hospital. I'm by her side, but I could use prayers for her. And I'm going to say, praying now, Paul. Heavenly Father, we just ask, I, I don't know her name. I can't remember her name, Lord. I just, I just ask that you touch her right now, Lord. That the breath of life from you would flood into her heart, Lord Jesus. She requires medical care, Lord, that you would guide the physicians and that no poison would be given to her, Lord. That the enemy would not gain victory over this. That you will use this situation to strengthen Paul and his faith and his significant other and her faith. And that... Uh, You'll be victorious at the end of all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 With you, Paul. With you, man. Oh, man. Uh, Come on in, Randy. Coach, we must stop wasting our funds on dead churches. And stop. People who are tithing to dead churches, stop. Put your money into people who are working, who are advancing the kingdom. Please. Consider it what you're doing. I have so many friends, coach, they yep. just keep doing the same old thing yep. and there's no life in it. There's nothing. It's just waste. Because Randy, they've been trained to stop to wasting me. our money. This is God's money. It's his kingdom. We got to put our money in the kingdom. What's advancing the kingdom? See, they've been guilt ridden into believing that tithing to the church somehow puts them on good behavior with God, right? Hey folks, it ain't about time. If it, it should be more than 10%, by the way. It should be more than 10% going out of your pocket into needful people. It doesn't have to be a church. Yep. you see a need, you feel the need. That's yep. what's Go ahead. So, 
<laughs> Amen. Oh, we hate well, coach, that. I'll jump in on that right now. The, the new Testament brings us further in and higher up everything the the grace of God brings forth the revelation of God. Therefore, the standard has been raised up. And that includes, let me tell you, it's the one thing that we hate is the giving. Jesus has addressed this. Where a man's treasure is, so there is his heart also. Amen. Hey, Dale, the Bible says, given it shall be given unto you, heaped up, pressed down, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. It doesn't say tithe, and it shall be given unto you. Give when you see it. Have a cheerful giving heart. Paul commanded. He said, listen, set aside a certain amount each week when you bring it forth, when you gather together. He, he, Paul said that, who wrote most of the New Testament. Jesus sat at the offering box when the woman with the two mites came and gave. Because it wasn't, you want to talk about percentage, brother? She gave it all. Amen. She gave it all. Amen. So, so, uh, uh, you hate to. I couldn't believe all the food Brian Cranford was serving to the, and the way his wife was serving. And I'm looking around, so they haven't taken an offering, haven't done anything. Brian, how are you paying for all this? How are you paying for this? <laughs> so my goodness, I got a bunch of people who I join with every morning who would love to help you, Brian. They would love to help you. Right, folks? Isn't that the way it's supposed to flow? When's the last time in your local church you saw them actually give the money to somebody who needs it, other than paying salaries and for, for smoke machines and paving the parking lot and padded pews? Oh, we hate talking about money, don't we? Don't give me any. If you don't have a giving heart, don't give any. Amen. 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 Brian. Yeah, all I got to say is, Coach, I, I remember in 2018 we were in Dallas, and I know you have a giving heart. And I was going to give you some money to help out because you're traveling down there. And what you did is you got, you actually had me be part of that blessing and actually give that money to a gentleman that was in dire straits and, and to see those guys, it just, these tears come out of his eyes and, and allowed me to be a blessing to that. And it really touched me. And I just want to yeah. want to share you're a giving person and, a um, and it, you let it flow through you. That's what That's you weird. do. You let it flow through you, not damn up. Folks, we're conduits. We're we're water pipes. That's all we are. That we're all. That's all we are. Betty's always given me money. Betty, I look, Betty knows that when she gave me that money on Saturday, it left my hand pretty quick. Betty, <laughs> gotta be honest with you, it left my hands pretty quickly, right? So uh, if we could, if we could just get the idea of planning, and that God, God loves a cheerful giver. Just know, I, we hate talking about money, don't we? Some of you are in bondage because you never give. I'm trying to help you get out of bondage. Rochelle, come on in. Man, we're running out of time. Go ahead. Thank you, Coach. Um, good morning, team. Um, I just wanted to uh, add to this conversation about, about helping and giving. Um, I always got my kids to help by telling them what a big helper they were, um, even if sometimes they weren't a big help. But um, in this case, you guys, this this really does help. I. One thing I wanted Coach to do, um, sometimes we'll come in and we'll just give our testimonies. We'll have shows like that. And I think on his channel, he should have people individually give their testimonies who have gotten closer to the Lord and the breakthroughs they have had just because of the relationships they've made in this show and mm -hmm. um, the advice they get and how it opens their mind and challenges them. So mm -hmm. uh, don't think it's just... It, it really does go to some very good causes. It reaches people that your average Christian is not going to reach. So um, thank you all so much uh, for what you do for Coach and what you give and just the producers and everything. Thank you so much. Just a flow through content. We're running out of time, folks. We're running out of time. Get the Bible reading schedule. It's in the chat. Mel's going to make it so you can print it off. But you could you could go there right now and you could uh, you can look at that thing and you could write down until we get the printable thing off. Write down what the next three or four days are, what your readings are the next three or four days. And let's all do it together. Let's all do it together. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty, there's unity. Lord, um, hey, folks, thanks for taking the coaching today. Uh, I hope I made you mad. 
I hope you you do the right thing with that anger. I hope it's righteous anger. And uh, times are coming, going to be, whew, we got to up our game. Saddle up your horses. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.